Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host and producer of Your Story Matters radio show. Today on Inspiring Healing, we have a very special guest, Amy Hutton, and she is founder of Wisdom, Beauty, Grace, and Laughter. She's a coach, a speaker, and a writer, and she helps others to discover healing as she has through dance. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for the intro. It's wonderful. You're very welcome. Uh, Before we talk about what you're doing now and all the exciting things that you've been connecting to lately as far as speaking and writing and sharing some of your story, can you give the listeners a little bit of background about you, kind of what you've been through in the past, where you've came from, that type of thing, so they have a good sense of how your story has evolved? I started classical ballet when I was three years old and danced for 11 years in classical ballet. Through that time, I went through some curveballs of life, being bullied from my peers in school. And going into grade nine, I was told by a loved one that I don't look like a dancer anymore and need to stop dancing. Mm. So into high school I go, I get very involved with other activities, swimming and the concert band. I loved it. It was fun. Although I was missing something, mm-hmm. I was missing the, the dance in my life. I also, in university, went through a survived an abusive relationship and was also stalked after that. Mm. Yeah, and so my self-esteem, self-worth was pretty low. Yes, I um, can imagine all that kind of cu- accumulates to a point where yeah. you almost wonder, are you valuable? Exactly. Um, and about three years ago now, I fell into a different form of dance, and I loved it. It was burlesque dancing. Mm-hmm. And um, doing that and some other personal growth work type of, of sessions and, and seminars, I um, thought, wow, I can move my body again. I am beautiful. I am powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got the spark for dance again. And a year ago, I decided to start my own business, um, Wisdom, Beauty, Grace, and Laughter, the, um, the Facebook fan page. However, my company is actually called Awakening Goddess. Let me ask you then, let's go back and talk about these years that you went from feeling fabulous as a young dancer and into ballet, and then that slowly evolves into not feeling so good about yourself and not getting a positive response from others. How did you deal with some of those feelings? I mean, you, I'm assuming you must have had some depression, some anger, some frustration. Can you share with the audience those feelings and how you dealt with them? In elementary school, being severely bullied from grades 3 to grade 8, it was hard. I would go home and cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Not every night, but, you know, at least a couple times a week. I remember crying and saying to my family, I I don't want to go to school. I don't want to be there. You know, the kids call me every name in the book. And I just felt really low. And I, the name calling, the name, the constant name calling from September to June was breaking down on my, my thoughts of being pretty mm-hmm. and my thoughts of being beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then how I escaped from it, though, was going to my dance classes. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. when I was in my dance classes, I could feel free. I could feel beautiful and just move my body and, and, and just flow with the music and get away from it all. Mm-hmm. That's important, I think, because I know other people on the show that have talked about different issues they've gone through. 
they've always mentioned that going back to something that you love helps during so many difficulties in your life. And so it sounds like that was one of the things that you did to just kind of escape, but in a healthy way, what was happening. Yes, exactly. Love it. What would you say affected you most as far as some of the things that were said about you or the way you were treated? Was it more that you felt like you weren't worthy anymore or did you feel like you lost something that you once had? What was that all about? It was it was the feeling of the thought process, the tape that was running through my head mm-hmm. was I am ugly. Mm-hmm. I am I am not pretty. I I don't wear the proper clothes. I don't I don't wear what the you know the trendy girls wear. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of took a toll and it was it was rough. Although as I said, getting into dance and and doing that was my my escape. And then into high school, joining the swim team and and the band that was my escape. Mm-hmm. There, although I'm fortunate enough that going to high school, the bullying stopped mm-hmm. because the school itself was 2,500 students. Oh, so, wow. it, yeah, everyone is kind of blended in with everybody, and right. the bullying, luckily for me, stopped. Mm-hmm. What would you say to other young people that are experiencing bullying as far as your thoughts now looking back on it as an adult? Is there suggestions or tips or thoughts that you have to share about that, whether it's to the child being bullied or to the parent who has a child being bullied? To the child, to the young person. You're not alone. Mm. Yes. There's people in the school who want to help you. There's teachers. There may be, there may even be some peers in your grade that aren't bullying you that I want to say to them, if you're witnessing someone being bullied, stand up. Yes. Go and help because it's an awful lonely feeling to be bullied, to be centered out. I was, I was it. I was the it girl in, in grade like four, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, that I was constantly picked on. And there was, to my memory, there were some girls and boys in my class that weren't doing it, which was awesome. Thank you very much to them. I love you. I just, I didn't get the support mm-hmm. from my peers. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to say to the children, the youth, to the parents, listen to your children. Mm. Take time out and sit down, put the computer away, put the cell phone away and sit and listen to your children. They just want to be heard. They that's just right. want to be loved. They want to be loved and they want to be heard. Mm-hmm. So do your best to sit down Yeah, to the parents, just listen and, and tell your child that it's okay, that if it's name calling, that tell them they are beautiful. Tell mm-hmm. them that you do love them. Tell them that yes, words may hurt and tell them just to keep putting one foot in front of the other, believe in themselves and let others help them. Mm-hmm. I love it. All great words of advice and especially coming from someone who's experienced that sort of pain and that feeling of just feeling, like you said, very, very alone in the world. Was there anyone during these years that you felt alone and not worthy that you could turn to, that you could talk to, that sort of helped you to remember that there was something special about you? Yes, it was the teachers. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, I heard this the other day on a radio station here in Calgary that 
another adult now who was bullied as a child, he, like me, would go to the teachers at lunchtime, go to the uh, teachers at recess and hang out with them because I knew that I wouldn't be bullied when I was around the teachers. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be picked on. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And I think that's great that you were able to have teachers around you who inspired you and encouraged you to be the best that you could be and offered some sort of positive role modeling to you. Exactly. Love it. That's awesome. And I know that nowadays, especially, there's more and more talk about bullying and what to do about that and how to, you know, address the problem and educate ourselves about it. And so I'm thankful that you're sharing part of that part of your story too so that you can help others to understand that it's not something that should be just kept quiet. It needs to be talked about. Definitely. Was there something that happened in particular to really launch you into your healing process? I know you talked about along the way having things at school and dance and things like that that kept you going. But was there a point where you finally knew that you needed to seriously do some healing work? It wasn't until I was an adult and finished university, got through all my experiences in university, and realized that there was things in me and things that I had to to heal or to help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was handed a gift certificate to attend a workshop all about relationships. Mm -hmm. And I went to it thinking, well, I'm single. I don't have a boyfriend. This will be interesting. Mm -hmm. So I went to it really apprehensive Mm -hmm. and uh, worked through a lot of emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I realized when I was there, watching the other lady staff and in particular the female staff leader that, wow, they're beautiful. Look at them. Wow, can I actually be like them? Mm -hmm. And they kept using the word goddess. Mm -hmm. And I thought, can I be a goddess? Am I a goddess? Mm -hmm. Is this really something I can do? And with the practices and the years of work that I've done with them, realizing that, as I said, yes, I am a goddess, that I do have a voice, that I am powerful, and that my, it's my love that carries me through. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love to hear that. And I love how it kind of evolved for you. You took the initiative to go to something that you thought really wasn't going to be for you or do much for you. And it actually ended up being life changing. Exactly. That's awesome. What were some of the things you learned initially about you that were key things that you needed to have healing about? Because I know when our listeners tune in and oftentimes we'll get messages from people around the world asking about certain guests or certain stories. They really always want to know the details. Tell us what you experienced, what you learned. And sometimes when you can name those things that you actually saw in yourself, someone can really relate to that. There was one practice that I did that that you were paired with, uh, ladies and men were paired together and as partners. And the, the woman was led through a little bit of a meditation to the point where it was to evoking anger mm-hmm. in, in me. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning around and looking at this man who I have no clue who he is mm-hmm. and having a temper tantrum in front of him. 
Mm. For, for the first time in my adult life, me mm-hmm. remembering having a temper tantrum, yelling at him, crying, getting really, really emotional and worked up. And I remember yelling and yelling and crying and collapsing on the floor. And then I actually just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stopped crying. I stopped moving. And I just felt at peace, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. A, a wave of, of calm right. come, come over me. And it was just, oh, okay. Oh, I got that out of my system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started crying because I felt the emotion of that release right. going, going through me. And the temper tantrum that I had had a lot of charge in it, had a lot of direction at the man um, as a direction to the boyfriend I had in university that was an abusive relationship. Um mm-hmm. And lots of other situations growing up mm-hmm. that I went through that had to deal with, you know, even a boy, like direction at him and just healing myself and my emotions towards the masculine. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that was a part of you understanding that the anger was coming from a place of being powerless and you needed yes. to heal that to become powerful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a great thought and process to share because I think that a lot of people walk around with anger and bitterness really about the past and they don't realize how that's affecting their current mode of operation and their relationships and their work and all kinds of things. That brings me to my next question. So as you've gone through some of this healing process, what have you learned as far as, okay, these things were all hindering your success, what were those things and what was it hindering as far as you being more successful? It's had a lot to do with the the negative tapes running through my head of I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. that I don't deserve it, mm-hmm. um, that I'm not powerful. So I've been able to turn them around and say, I am successful. Mm-hmm. I am powerful. I am worth it. And those are daily practices that I have to do even today. Mm-hmm. Um, just little affirmations, if you will, that that I can do things, that I, I do matter. As, as your, your show is titled, Your Story Matters, well, I matter. Mm-hmm. My story does matter. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and the way I also do it, too, is I don't sit and tell myself these things. I actually get up and move my body. I mm-hmm. put on music once in, at least once in the morning and once in the evening before I go to sleep, and I dance to music. Mm-hmm. And I dance to the power of my body, feeling the emotion of, I am successful, Mm -hmm. I am powerful, that Mm -hmm. I do matter. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it sounds like you're connecting something that you're passionate about and that you love to that continual healing process and that reminding yourself that you're worthy, that you're valuable, that you're loved, that you're lovable. Very nice. Love it. When you've gone through this healing process, which, as we all know, is not overnight it doesn't happen just because you decide you're going to be healed or be free what did you do when there were times of frustration or times where you felt like okay this has all been great but I really haven't gotten anywhere you know I mean we all have those times where we feel like we're just treading water what tips can you share with the listeners about dealing with those times where you just want to throw in the towel and not continue down the path of healing Interesting question. Thank you. It's actually the same little motto that I said to those children, the youth that are being bullied. 
say it to yourself now as an adult. Just keep just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Take like do two percent more. Open your heart two percent more. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Believe in yourself, and let others help you. Which mm. the last one for me is still I need to remember right. for myself. Mm-hmm. And that too is part of that process of realizing that you're worthy. Because when you see that you're worthy and lovable, that goes hand in hand with you should naturally expect those around you who love you and care about you and are healthy themselves to help you when you need help and to lift you up when you need that. Yes. Just sharing so many great tips. I know that there's a lot of people, and you know this too, and not just women, but a lot of women who are really suffering with self-esteem issues. And the lack of self-love is truly holding them back from being all they're meant to be and all that they could be. And so it's important for people like you to share about their own journey and that in turn will show others that it is possible to heal through pain and past issues and things like that. Yes. So when you started Awakening Goddess, your company, what Mm -hmm. was going through your mind at that time as far as the premise of what the business would be and what you wanted to do as far as the core message in it? The core message, there's a couple of them. Awakening Goddess is to inspire women to be fully who they are, to embrace their own wisdom, beauty, grace, and power, as well as my other little tagline that I like to use is strut your stuff, dance your dance. You were born to shine. Love it. So thank you. So it's working with the self-confidence and feeling the power in your body to move it. When I started a year ago, when I decided to start Awakening Goddess, I was dancing with the burlesque company feeling amazing. And I had friends who weren't dancing with me say, Amy, can you teach us what you know? Mm-hmm. We have seen an amazing change in you. What are you doing? We want some of that. Right. So it's working on body movement, mm-hmm. of moving your body and loving your body as it is where it is now to the point of even physically, literally pressing love into your arms, into your legs, mm-hmm. into your belly, and and feeling beautiful. So that's kind of why Awakening Goddess started, is to let women know that they are beautiful, mm-hmm. that they're on this earth to shine, to glow. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's important. I think that so many times women are squelched in their endeavors and not made to feel beautiful. And, of course, with the media, there's so much pressure to be thin, to be beautiful, to be young, whatever. And it's just so sad because women, people, I mean, human beings are beautiful creatures. And it's only when we believe that from the inside that it will radiate out. What do you do with the people that, and you might have been in this place yourself at one point, are so overwhelmed with kids, with money problems, with the job, whatever it is, that there's just no way they could imagine feeling good about themselves or even taking 20 minutes to dance, much less more. How do you convince them that this is worth going down this path to have healing and freedom? It's an invitation. I invite you encourage you come along with me play one piece of music in the morning play one piece of music in the afternoon say 
honey, I love you. Children, I love you. I need three minutes to myself. Mm -hmm. And just take that time. I know some families are amazing and brilliant and there's a, a beautiful husband and wife and two or three children and maybe the wife and the husband both have full-time jobs and maybe even someone has a part-time job and also on top of that they volunteer mm-hmm. for different organizations. However, I feel that if I can't love myself and treat myself well, mm-hmm. then it's harder for me to love another. That's right. And to help another. You're right. Yes. And I think that is the most significant thing we can share today on Inspiring Healing is that loving yourself first is key to being the best you can be for anybody else and doing whatever you're doing. So I love that you shared that because that is critical. And and we deserve, when we love ourselves enough, we deserve to take that time, even if it is three minutes, for us, to take care of us, to take care of our body, our mind, our spirit, our soul. Very important. Yes. I want to have you share with the listeners those times that you feel despair, discouragement, or depressed. How you deal with that. Because, as you know, that can just creep up on us. You know, we have to go through so much healing to get to the point where someone's look or someone's words don't, you know, totally crush us. So how do you deal with those times that may come nowadays that really change your whole day? I just keep on dancing. Mm-hmm. That's what's coming up. I just, I keep dancing through life. I keep dancing to music. Mm-hmm. Um, I do reach out to others for help. Mm-hmm. Good. I, I'll write a, a note in a, a, on Facebook or I'll write a, a little letter on Facebook to somebody or a few people and say, this is what's going on. I just need to vent or... I need some support. Be receptive and mm-hmm. do my best to allow the help in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am I'm a very independent woman. I do th- lots of things by myself. It, it's for me to remember to relax enough in my own body and in my own heart mm-hmm. <laughs> to allow the help in mm-hmm. from others. Yes, that's critical. And I, and I love what you said, that you can go to sources and find those people that can encourage you, that can lift you up. We certainly have access to so many things that are positive quotes, positive stories to read. And also you mentioned writing, and I think that writing is very cathartic in releasing Mm -hmm. that pain. You know, if somebody hurt our feelings or made us angry in that moment, we can usually write it out and feel better just by expressing it. Yes. In your business, is that part of your coaching modality? Actually, no. I get the ladies out of their head, into their body and into their heart. You know, I get them to move their bodies. And if feelings come up, if emotions come up, mm-hmm. we just work through them slowly mm-hmm. and go through it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also say if people want to write, then that's that's fine. Go ahead. I encourage it. Mm-hmm. However, in my sessions themselves, there's no writing, and there's really not that much talking either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by them. It's more me guiding and inspiring and participating fully with them as I lead them through what we do. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously able to share some very loving and kind thoughts as they go through the process of dealing with whatever their pain may be. Exactly. Great. 
Can you share with the listeners how they would find out more about you and how they could connect with you further? As we mentioned earlier, my fan page on Facebook is Wisdom, Beauty, Grace, and Laughter. You can do a search for that on Facebook for a fan page. My website itself is www.awakeninggoddess.com. It's all one word. It's all lower. That's how they can find me there. And you can link through either my website to contact me. I have an email address there listed. Or you can connect with me through Facebook mm-hmm. with my fan page and write notes. My wall is open. People can write notes, ask questions, whatever, there. And um, I'd be happy to respond either. What are your future plans, Amy, as far as Awakening Goddess and your continued healing? Do you have any set goals or plans in mind? Just to keep my goals just to keep inspiring mm-hmm. other ladies, I am making steps to become more of a, a speaker, to be at events. I am open to talking with others, being at events for speaking. Mm-hmm. Goals of, of writing, I actually will be published next spring in a book all about overcoming true life obstacles. Wonderful. There is no title of it yet. There is no set date However, we do know it's next spring between April and June. Mm-hmm. Lots of different fun things and just healing and working and dancing. Continue to dance every day. I've been doing it for the past few weeks now, Dil- diligently, dancing in the morning and, and dancing in the evening, sometimes even in the afternoon, depending when I get home. And uh, it's just been so healing and and freeing and there's been times when I've put on a piece of music and I will still move my body however I'm a blubbery mess at the same time crying because mm-hmm. there's so much emotion coming up right this is what's going on for me awesome so ladies you're not alone I'm here with you doing it with you I'm dancing and having emotion come up at the same time mm-hmm. which is all perfectly okay and actually a good thing for all of us. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to share a part of your story today on your Story Matters radio show, and I wish you the best in your endeavors and continue that dancing and inspiring others. Thank you.